This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv, turning to the world of technology. Beeper Mini is an Android app that allows users to send and receive iMessages without needing an Apple device or Apple ID. The developer behind the app relaunched it earlier this month, and this has caused some controversy. Stephen Scott has details on the saga. Stephen is one of the hosts of Double Tap on AMI-audio. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Dave. How are you today? Feeling better? Stephen, I'm feeling much better, almost back to a million bucks over here, but uh, still a little bit of loose change uh, dingling and dangling around. So what's the core reason for this dispute? So it's an interesting one, right? Because the whole thing here is that what app, what well, Android or, or these this makers of this app, Beeper Mini, have done, have really tried to replicate the iMessage system within Android. So what they've done is they've managed to find a way of connecting to the Apple system that actually allows for iMessage to work and then allow their users to be able to get access to the iMessage system without the need to use an iPhone, which, of course, is the main way to use it. There is no official way at the moment to use iMessage on an Android phone, so this is a third-party solution. So these are guys who originally, way back in the early days of this, actually set up a computer, just literally a Mac, sitting there controlling the iMessage ins and outs, so basically being like the Apple account for all of its users. And then feeding users data through that system to the app. Now, of course, you can imagine the issues there because all your data is essentially going through some guy's computer (laughs) sitting in a (laughs) house somewhere. And that's how it began. Now, of course, things have moved on a little bit. This new version have actually allowed that these developers have actually been enabled to connect directly to the iMessage servers. I'm not entirely sure how that's possible, but it's needless to say Apple aren't very happy about it. Yeah, Apple loves to, I don't know how you want to phrase this, they love to build a moat or a wall around their ecosystem, and they do not like it when Android users like me infiltrate their system in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) So what's been Apple's response to the existence of the Beeper Mini Messenger app? Well, it's been the same response as it was back in the original day when the first app came out, the cloud version of it, which ran through that that guy's computer. I mean, as ridiculous as that sounds, that's exactly how it worked. they want to shut it down. They want to stop this from working. So at every single turn, the Beeper Mini people, they keep trying to get back in. They keep trying to open it back up. They keep finding another way to open it up so that your users can actually uh, get access to the system again. And Apple block them at every single turn. <laughs> and they've made it very clear that that is something they will continue to do. The Beeper Mini people say, we are going to continue to try and exploit this so that people can access this feature. It's a really interesting uh, debate because, of course, this is all because of the green versus blue bubble debate, which goes on and on. And and actually, although we kind of joke around the whole green and blue bubble thing that has been a source of conversation for a long time and kind of makes people laugh, you know, I've heard stories of people saying they go on dates and then when they find out that their partner 
you know, their or would be partner has you know an Android phone. They want to leave the restaurant as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, it's like you're, I don't want to. You're going to ruin every group chat that I'm in with your green bubbles. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's so funny, right? But actually, you lose access to other things as well because the inability, for example, between an iPhone user and an Android user to send high-res images and videos, uh, get those red receipts that we all like to get, send those emojis and stickers and all the fun stuff that goes along with messaging these days, all of that's not really possible at the moment. This will be resolved in the coming year, though, because we're going to see uh, the adoption of what is called RCS, Rich Communication System. This is the way for, uh, essentially, for Android and Apple to play nice together and get rid of this whole green and blue bubble nonsense. That will come in later this year, apparently. It's something that Apple has to adopt in order for that to be possible. But iMessage being available on Android officially, that is not something that Tim Cook or anyone else is keen to see happen. Yeah, it's interesting the way in which iMessage really does present a perk to its user. You've talked about this on the show before, that it's not just, oh, my cell phone and my group chat is all a beautiful blue bubble. It's that there's a great interconnectivity between your different Apple devices if you're an iMessage user. Someone can get you on your desktop or your tablet or your phone. I love that feature. I mean, I love the integration across the whole thing. In a way, it's what ties you into the system. You can't break free from it. I, I'd love to know what life is like on the Android side, Dave. Maybe one day you can tell me. Oh, we get you on the show. You can tell me how wonderful it is on the other side of that fence. It's it's not that wonderful. And, and specifically, I'll, <laughs> and, 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 I'll, and, I'll, and I'll put this even more specifically for you, Stephen, because it's not even as if there's some kind of uh, a greater Android messaging system. What it is is it's phone to phone. So, for example, if I'm texting with someone who has a Samsung phone, it's, it behaves almost like iMessenger. But if I'm talking to someone who has a, a Google phone, uh, what are they called, the Pixel phones, then, yeah. th- then it, it's just like a regular text message. So, so, so even, even within the Android system itself, the ecosystem, there's still a lot of closing of, of uh, there's still a lot of closing of individual ecosystems. The way I often think about it is if Android is great for those people who want to explore, who want to try new things, who love customization, who can change lots of different things about their phone, can add lots of different apps, you know, can even sideload their own content on there if they want to. Whereas iPhone is very much locked down. There is a little bit more customization than you used to be able to do. And that integration with other devices, like you say, I can you know start a, a, an iMessage conversation on my Mac in front of me here, and I can continue that iMessage conversation on my phone. I can answer a FaceTime call, make a FaceTime call, make a call on my Mac and do the same, uh, continue that onto my device. I can continue it to my HomePod, where I can just literally hold my phone over my HomePod and the call will seamlessly transfer over. It's that integration that a lot of people like. And I do. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a fantastic thing. I'm a Mac user. I'm an iPhone user. I mean, for me, my favorite thing about the Mac connectivity is what is called universal cut and copy and paste, which is so simple, but literally I can have something appear on my phone and I can say, hey, I want to get that image into that email and I just literally hold on the image, select copy on the phone and then go to my Mac and hit paste and there is the image. Oh, I like that. So, you know, it's, it's those simple things but it, it, and it's seamless. So, you know, it's great and you know I'll always talk up the Apple side. On this one, I have to say I am on Apple's side. 
because I think that this is something that is an Apple system. It's something they've built. And, you know, we've kind of talked a lot of ridiculous analogies in the show around this. You know, we're kind of using the house analogy. Like, Apple didn't just put the security system in here. They built the house as well. And now someone else is banging at the door trying to find a way in. And they found a way in. Who should we be rooting for? The burglar or the guy who <laughs> built the house and the security system? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's to me, because it's a third party. And again, I'm sure there's lawyers involved here, so I'll pick my words a little carefully. To me, when a third party's involved, that's when I'm pretty leery about handing over uh, the keys to my device, right? If this was yeah. a deal that was struck between Apple and Google and Samsung and Nokia and Motorola and like name your other million phones that run on the Android operating system, that's different. But when you're talking about a third party, that's where I get a little bit leery about sort of agreeing to the terms and conditions and then installing something on my phone. And this wasn't free either. It's important to say this was a subscription. It is a subscription app. You get a seven-day free trial, and then it's $3 a month after that. So you, you have to pay for the privilege of this. Now, I kind of understand why, right? You've got a, a small team of developers who want to be paid to do what they do, and I think that's quite right as well. However, um, I think we have to be, you know, you're being very careful with your words, and I think you're right to be. I also see a lot of nonsense flying around here, talk of fake credentials being used to be able to enable iMessage users to get in. You know, at the end of the day, what you're dealing with here is essentially almost like a ghost-type device, because your phone, if you've got an Android phone, is not an, an Apple iPhone, but it is able to access through this service Without actually getting into too much of the weeds on this, it doesn't really impact on the service. You're not connecting in a nefarious way, not in the way they found to do it. In a way, I think what they've what they've actually done here is find a way to use this service. And Apple themselves kind of wish they'd known this first, um, because I think this is something that it's, it's one of those things when you find out like a kid has hacked into the Pentagon, right? And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't don't throw the kid in jail. Hire him. You know. How did he do this? Um, I'd want to know, right? I want to know how he did it because I want him on my team, right? Yeah, it's like when Zuckerberg hacked into uh, hacked into the Harvard servers. He uh, asked yeah. for a reward, not a suspension. Uh, Stephen, let, let's wrap up on this thought, though. Can we all just move our group chats to WhatsApp, though? Can we all just download WhatsApp and just do our group chats there and then get rid of this green and blue bubble gang business? Well, this is kind of what my friends and I have done because, you know, aside from anything else, voice messaging, which is something I do a lot of um, because I just I find it easier to do that than type sometimes, I have much prefer WhatsApp. iMessage is terrible for this. The the adoption of voice messaging inside the, uh, the this whole ecosystem is, is not great. Uh, so for me, I'm with you. I think WhatsApp is just amazing. Now, what I love most about WhatsApp is it's across different devices as well. So you could have a PC with WhatsApp on there. And I have to tell you, if you've got the PC, if you go to the Microsoft Store, if you've ever wanted to do this, go to the Microsoft Store, download the official WhatsApp app, and then from your phone, you can link your device and you'll be able to continue that conversation. Super accessible with all the screen readers as well. So with JAWS, oh, like they that. have built-in commands. Uh, NVDA has a, a script called WhatsApp Plus that you can uh, download from the add-on store. Uh, and, you know, of course, it'll work with Narrator. And on the Mac side, you've got a reasonably decent, with a few kinks in it, version of WhatsApp on the Mac. But ultimately, 
you can have across device. And of course, let's not forget Chromebooks. We always forget Chromebooks, but yeah, yeah Chromebooks no. can access it too. <laughs> Never so, you know, you can literally get messaging across the devices. It's Never want to forget our friends with the uh, Chromebooks. And, you know, Stephen, a little kink never hurt anybody. Stephen, have a great Absolutely day. Uh, happy holidays, buddy. <laughs> I like to leave on that one. Thanks, Dave. Happy holidays. You just, yeah, you just move on as fast as you can after I make that joke. Don't want to dwell. <laughs> Don't want to get too tied up in that one. That's Stephen Scott. Hey. He's, he's one of the hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show at noon Eastern on AMI-audio, one of my personal favorites. You can also follow the Double Tap team on Twitter at Double Tap on Air, at Double Tap on Air. Coming up after the break... Dip enters, or like you call them in the rest of the country, convenience stores in Ontario are going to be selling beer and wine and some cocktails in the near future. Elizabeth Moeller is bringing that news story to the round table. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.